So guess what last Thursday was? That's right, National Circles Day. <laughs> Celebrated November 2nd every year, National Circles Day. I'm not sure how or when it got started, and upon first thought, it seems just like another trivial observance our nation likes to celebrate, kind of like National Bubble Bath Day, National Chopsticks Day, and National Awkward Moments Day. If those are meaningful observances to you, I apologize for calling them trivial. Many of our national and international observance days are meaningful, educational, and or fun, and we need all three elements in our lives. So even if National Corn Dog Day, March 16th, seems trivial, we need some triviality in our lives. But Circles Day is really not all that trivial. Both Plato and Aristotle believed the circle was the most perfect form, that therefore the creator made the world circular. The concept of the circle is pre-Christian, but is embraced by Christianity as the symbol of eternity and never-ending existence and the in infinite nature of God. And then, of course, three circles represent the Christian trinity. More widely speaking, the circle represents the ideas of totality, wholeness, infinity, eternity, timelessness, and all cyclic movement. As one website said, the circle symbolizes the universal, the sacred, and the divine. It re represents the infinite nature of energy, and the inclusivity of the universe. Our ancient kin, it continues, observed a circular aspect to the cycles of time, specifically in the movement of the seasons. As we more fully enter fall, the circular nature of seasonal change is clearly apparent and symbolically meaningful to many of us. Fall the beautiful dying of tree leaves and plants and flowers and gardens. Winter, the stark and cold absence of those beauties. Spring, their gradual rebirth. And summer, the fullness of that rebirth, richly seen and experienced. For those whose geography underscores those seasonal changes, they are quite symbolic and meaningful. For all, the circles abiding throughout the natural world are abundantly apparent, a raindrop, the rings of a tree stump, flowers, fruits and berries, the round cup of an acorn, the rings of an onion, patterns of the bodies of numerous insects, some birds and some of our animal friends, the sun itself, and the moon, the rainbow, usually in a luminous half-circle design, the intricacies of a spider web, circles everywhere around us in the natural world, which may be why they became prominent symbols of various religions. They often are not only located in nature, but symbolize the earth itself as well as life and connection and endlessness. 
Many indigenous tribes have embraced the medicine wheel or sacred hoop for health and healing. It embodies the four directions as well as Father Sky, Mother Earth, and Spirit Tree, all of which symbolize dimensions of health and the cycles of life. In Islam, the circle symbolizes and emphasizes one God and also the role of Mecca, the center of Islam toward which all Muslims face in prayer every day. In Buddhism, the circle symbolizes the circle of life, the letting go of expectations and the beauty in imperfection. The Enzo or Zen, uh, Zen circle of Zen Buddhism simply means the circle of togetherness. The Enzo circle can be either open or closed and has a different meaning depending on the version. The open or incomplete circle represents the beauty of imperfection, while when the circle is whole, it represents the idea of perfection. Hinduism, which embraces the idea of reincarnation, considers the circle symbolic of all of life, which goes through birth, life, death, and rebirth. This is known as the cycle of samsara. But beyond organized religion, and I'm not going to make a joke about Unitarian Universalism here, but beyond organized religion, circles carry great meaning to the human venture, even when the meaning may not be readily connected to the circle symbol. In groups, we often gather in circles, whether deliberately or spontaneously, because that is the best or most practical way of being together. Practically speaking, we can see each other and talk with and listen to one another most effectively when circled together. Beyond the practical, our being together in a circle symbolizes our acceptance of one another. When a new person enters the room, a person or two from the circled group makes way and gestures for the new person to join in. We are one, the circle seems to say, and that is somewhat core to the human experience, a sense of belonging to others, a small circle of family or friendship. Remember from our third reading this morning that two people can make a circle or a larger circle of friends, community, of church. Even people alone can make and recognize circles. I encircle my dogs frequently in hugs. Sometimes I put both of my hands on the trunk of a tree. Trees are spiritual symbols for me. And make a circle with that tree. And there are many other ways that we can, alone or together, be parts of circles in the living of our lives. And culturally, circles represent some mighty high ideals, including love, togetherness, and healing. As a matter of fact, the peace symbol is a circle. You know, the peace symbol, which has been around since the 1950s. 
The Nobel Peace Center writes that the symbol started its life as a symbol of the British anti-nuclear movement. Since then, it has become an international sign for peace and possibly the most widely used protest symbol in the world. During the Cold War in the 1950s, nuclear weapons were being placed in many countries in Europe. This aroused widespread popular protests. In the UK, a community and a committee for direct action against nuclear war, the DAC, was formed. The DAC was inspired by Gandhi and his nonviolent approach to civil disobedience. One of the first things the organization did was organize a march. The event was Britain's first major demonstration against nuclear weapons, a 52-mile march from London to the town of Aldermaston, home of an A-bomb research center. Artist Gerald Wholesome was assigned the task of creating the visuals for the march for banners and signs. Wholesome wanted to create a recognizable sign showing that everyone had a joint responsibility to remove the threat of nuclear weapons. The symbol quickly began to represent the Campaign for Nuclear Disarmament, or CND, and in 1960 it became truly famous all over the world when an American student named Philip Altback persuaded the Student Peace Union to use it. It became very popular and by the end of the 1960s had become a universal symbol of peace frequently used by protesters. The circle, the peace sign. It also, the circle, is very present in art throughout the world in part because the circle is so symbolic of so many really good things. Our own Ellen, Ellen Jorgensen uh, uses circles in much of her art as can be seen in her paintings on the walls of our sanctuary. Um, you might want to take a look at those more closely uh, after the service. It is a part of our chalice symbol in paintings and artwork with the two circles surrounding the chalice symbolizing the two dimensions of our faith, Unitarianism and Universalism, which merged in the early 1960s. It is for many of us both relig a religious symbol and beautiful art, as can be seen in our own Bill Seiler's rendition beneath our circular window. And another similar and equally beautiful rendition out in the foyer against that wall. Thank you, Bill. The circle is everywhere and deeply, deeply meaningful. Consider the depth and meaning in a child's eyes, open in awe and wonder or the affection in the eyes of a loved one, or the mystery and mischievousness in the eyes of a beloved family pet. The circle is also very much a part of our own human behavior, quite easily seen in behaviors built upon behaviors. 
allow me to tell you two stories that happened recently. Many of you know that we had two bank robberies recently um, in the area of Trinity and Germantown Parkway, both. Uh, one was my bank, if I may be so possessive, First Horizon on that corner. It happened on a Friday afternoon. The following Monday morning, I went in to withdraw some cash for my vacation trip. There were a few people in the bank, two uniformed security officers, two tellers, and myself and one other customer. I filled out a withdrawal slip and looked at the two tellers, choosing the one nearest me. I walked up relatively slowly and quietly, and because the teller, a woman probably in her mid-50s, was looking at her computer screen, she did not see me approach. When she did see me, she started crying immediately and told me never to sneak up on her like that again. And then she apologized and continued crying and apologized again several times. I assured her there was no need to apologize, that I understood and was sorry to have startled her. She told me they had been robbed and the man had held a gun to her head. Again, she apologized and again I tried to reassure her. I frankly told her, I'm surprised you're here at work at all today. And so it went, her behavior and mine, initiated by a man who had robbed the bank very recently, all built upon one another's experience, and all built upon the various experiences of our lives throughout the days and hours and years of our lives up until that moment. More recently, I was having breakfast alone at an IHOP. I was seated at a table, and at the next table, seated with his back to me, was a man in a wheelchair, also sitting alone. I noticed the back of his wheelchair said U.S. Navy, and I spent a bit of time thinking about him as I finished my breakfast. I thought I would thank him for his service, and then wondered if I really would follow through with that. When I was done, I got up to go. I paused beside him and said, excuse me, are you a Navy vet? He said he was, and I offered my hand while thanking him for his service. He thanked me, we shook, and I went on my way feeling pleased that I had followed through and very happy that I may have brought some small bit of happiness to the man's life, to his day. Did my behavior with the vet result in my experience with the bank teller? To at least some extent, though not consciously at that moment, I believe it did. While I had decided some time ago to try to be intentional about, intentional about sharing my thoughts, even with strangers, when I thought they would appreciate them, I hadn't yet done a whole lot of that. But on that morning, shortly after my experiences with the bank teller, I did follow through. Circles are everywhere, around us and in us.
So I'm thinking that Circle Day, which I'd never heard of until this year, is probably a very good day to celebrate. Amen. <laughs>